Okay, so hi guys, welcome back to the IDA Summit, which is being hosted by the Architects Diary. My name is Architect Vanita Pushal. Hope you are still there with us and are enjoying yourself in the IDA 2.0 that we are hosting right now. So anyhow, it's time to move on to the first speaker of the day. Unfortunately, Mr. Pierce Taylor couldn't join us because he's in a really low network uh, know and surrounding and therefore we really couldn't get him on board on board due to network conditions but we don't really need to be morose because we have somebody equally interesting and somebody equally power-packed uh, with uh, beautiful views and really thought-provoking thought-provoking uh, ideas that he would like to share with us and that person is architect Ram Khandelwal. Ram Khandelwal is the founder of Urban Innovation Lab he has over a decade of experience in the urban sector uh, from consultancy ranging from policy implementation uh, in smart city housing, mobility, water, solid and liquid waste management and municipal infrastructure. His recent interests include sustainable spatial development, climate action and urban innovation. He has formerly worked with PwC, IPE Global, Yes Bank, ICF International and Cercelis. While uh, since uh, I, I'm pretty sure all our audience back there would not want me to hear any more, would rather I would really request Architect Ram Khandelwar to take the stand and uh, yeah, please share your thoughts, your journey, your uh, how you began this beautiful venture that you are on currently and what you are working on, what is brewing behind those. Yeah, in, in your studio, we are very excited and really dying to hear that. So please, Ram Khandelwar. Thank you, thank you, Vinita, and uh, I'm really pleased to be here today. And uh, thank you, Ida, for inviting me to this session. Uh, it's really a pleasure to be here and uh, interact with the uh, fellow participants in the show. So today, uh, I'm going to talk about a very interesting uh, topic which cuts across most of your lives. So, as architects, uh, a lot of you have been designing buildings. Uh, some of you may already be designing uh, uh, campuses, uh, housing societies, corporation complexes, etc. And many of us wonder that uh, the impact that we are trying to make uh, in our uh, neighborhoods, in our cities, how does it uh, reflect when we look at the city? So my topic of discussion is going to be around cities today. I'm going to talk about uh, how architecture and cities uh, go together and uh, what is the journey that we have had in this space, what is it that we have learned uh, so far and which are the emerging areas where uh, we see a lot of traction happening in industry. So first of all, uh, uh, in terms of cities, today, uh, if we look at numbers, uh, see, uh, almost 50% of the people uh, involved already live in uh, cities. And uh, by 2050, uh, the number is going to be huge. Uh, 8 out of 10 people will be living in cities across the globe. And uh, if you look at uh, where we are in India, so almost uh, we are uh, 3 billion um, almost 30 CR plus population living in cities. And uh, by 2050, it is projected that uh, uh, one out of two persons uh, will be living in cities. So 
cities is something where a lot of action is happening, where a lot of uh, uh, growth is happening. Nearly 70% of our country's GDP actually comes from city cities. So this is where a lot of uh, people and economic activities are taking place and this is where the real action is happening for future urban development. Now, we have the opportunities, uh, but at the same time, there comes challenges. So we look at various issues with cities face. These issues are related to quality of housing. Uh, a lot of people in our cities live in uh, slum habitats. They live in uh, uh, poor uh, condition areas uh, where they lack basic amenities, etc. Some cities have slum population as I as uh, uh, 30 to 40 percent. So every third or fourth person in the city is supposed to live in an inhospitable environment. Now, that's one of the challenges which comes in habitat, but that's not the only challenge. Uh, there are other challenges too. Uh, as cities are growing, transportation systems are becoming difficult. They get choked. Uh, the travel time is increasing. The pollution levels are increasing. Access to basic amenities uh, uh, faces a lot of challenges, be it waste management, be it uh, water management, uh, be it energy demand. Uh, every year on year, our energy demand is increasing. Uh, compared to Western countries, our per capita energy demand is still low. But we are on a trend where our energy intensity is increasing and thus our uh, carbon footprints are also increasing. And interesting part is that architecture actually plays a great role in this because 40% of the carbon emissions which happen actually happen in building sector. And these buildings are the ones which are designed and uh, planned by various architects. So uh, if our architectural community uh, works around uh, the human built environment sector and start looking at uh, what could be the possible ways of reducing energy intensity in buildings, then probably we are, we are going to do a big time contribution to climate action. So 40% of uh, carbon intensity is coming from buildings. So how do we make these buildings more energy efficient? Now, we have so many challenges and so many opportunities. And in this landscape, uh, we have come together uh, with this outfit called as Urban Innovation Lab. What is Urban Innovation Lab? Urban Innovation Lab is uh, experimental ground where we look at various urban problems. These urban problems are related to buildings. These urban problems are related to urban form related to transportation, related to uh, green infrastructure, blue infrastructure, and so on. And at the same time, uh, we also uh, see that each one of these, what are the possible business cases to solve these problems? Most of the time, we tend to rely on government actors to uh, solve these problems. But uh, we take a very pragmatic approach that uh, cities are not just uh, managed by government. When we ask ourselves a question that uh, who does city belong to or who runs the city, municipal corporation is not the only answer. There are so many players who are influencing what cities are, how cities shape, how cities operate. And these all players have power to influence how cities will work. And that is how uh, we start uh, discovering the process of 
looking at various players who can influence city form and city dynamics and then start working on the problems which can help cities uh, become better. Possible use cases, uh, so let's say uh, urban flooding, uh, which is one of the very common uh, phenomena in many cities. Uh, so you'll see that every uh, year you, you have some or the other incidences of flooding happening in cities, especially in low-lying areas, especially in areas where vulnerable settlements are there, especially in areas where you see a lot of uh, unplanned growth. And these people are at risk of health and life. So how do we make cities work for these people? How do we actually make sure that uh, these kind of people are actually saved from these risks? How these risks are mitigated? And that's when we start looking at what could be the possible applications of technology in urban development. So in this case, we are looking at application of technology in uh, mitigating urban floods, how that can be done, uh, looking at possible use cases of uh, developing uh, scenarios, modeling around terrain, trying to understand what the terrain is, what is the rainfall pattern, what could be the possible simulation depending on upon how much rainfall is going to happen, which areas are low-lying areas, where are the settlements which are uh, in low-lying areas, and identifying and detecting vulnerable population so that appropriate action can be taken. So uh, these kind of uh, use cases help us understand that where our cities are struggling and where could be the possible data-driven decision-making which can happen so that uh, there's an advanced action uh, which can help uh, cities uh, mitigate the risk and make life better for its people. Uh, at Urban Innovation Lab, uh, we have been uh, working on two major areas. Uh, one area is where we work on um, uh, products, which is uh, digital products in nature. The second area is advisory services. So in, in terms of digital products, uh, we have uh, developed a platform called as Urban Pi. Uh, urban Pi is a place where you could find various innovative solutions on urban sector. So if you want to make your water supply systems work better, if you want to make your uh, uh, energy systems make better, if you want to make your construction technology make better, there are a lot of examples, case studies, video, uh, case studies, audio, uh, articles, text uh, articles, which are available on our website, which we keep on covering. And uh, we are also quite active on uh, uh, our social media handles on LinkedIn as well as Facebook and uh, on uh, Instagram. There you'll see that uh, we have done a lot of case studies. So for example, uh, one of the case studies that we did uh, recently was on uh, Ahmedabad uh, Heat Climate Action Plan that how Ahmedabad uh, Heat Climate Action Plan helped uh, saving lives of various citizens. It included a green cool roof program uh, likewise, Madhya Pradesh uh, has come up uh, with a redensification policy which allows redensification of internal areas uh, which can help create uh, housing complexes within the city limits. So now you don't need to travel 20 kilometers outside the city to have a new age, uh, new uh, uh, kind of architecture, uh, new urban form within the cities. 
So uh, this is an area uh, which we have explored in one of the case studies. Another case study that we did was uh, on uh, use of uh, eco materials, use of various type of uh, advanced materials which can capture carbon uh, and uh, reduce the intensity of uh, building construction, uh, reduce the carbon emissions. There have been case studies about uh, startups. So there are many startups who are helping uh, cities become better. So for example, uh, we've come across a startup in Bangalore, uh, which uh, decentralizes the EV charging infrastructure. So now that uh, we are transitioning from uh, a regular charging, uh, from petrol and diesel vehicle based vehicle to electric vehicles, uh, we also need a supporting infrastructure for charging of electric vehicles. Uh, so far, uh, government uh, has been focusing on centralized approach where government agencies are setting up public infrastructure like petrol pumps. They now have EV charging stations. Uh, but this particular startup is revolutionizing market. They are giving the power to local economy. They are uh, allowing uh, local vendors like uh, a panwala or maybe a a restaurant owner or maybe a shop owner to set up small charging stations just right next to their premise. Uh, it is IoT controlled and uh, you could just simply go to this place uh, run your errands and within 15 minutes your vehicle will be charged and uh, with using technology you can actually see how much uh, electricity you have consumed in charging what are the charges you can use digital wallet to make payments and so on. So what was thought to be a public investment uh, sector uh, is now becoming a sector where people are making investment. So uh, these kind of examples show that there's a lot of potential in private sector uh, which is helping cities become better and uh, they can actually transform the landscape of cities in a different way altogether. Uh, similarly, there are many such startups. There are people who are recycling plastics. There are people who are using computer vision uh, to uh, identify uh, and segregate waste uh, using robotics and so on. So that, uh, there's a lot of new traction which is happening, a lot of new technology which is coming in this sector, a lot of new startups and technology companies who are bringing out these solutions. So, uh, and these, uh, these are changing the face of cities in a big way. And uh, when it comes to architecture, buildings, there are a lot of new technology applications. Nowadays, you can do construction site management using uh, software as a service model. Uh, there are companies like uh, uh, Falcon Bricks uh, who provide these kind of solutions. Uh, you could also uh, visualize your uh, house in a 3D environment using services like Car360 and so on. So uh, there's a lot of new technology which is actually making things work better, work more efficiently and uh, uh, more proficient. Now, uh, Urban Innovation Lab has been tapping these opportunities. We are doing a lot of knowledge products around them. We are putting together these key studies uh, which helps cities uh, improve their quality of life. And uh, we have been uh, appreciating all these through our digital content. Uh, in addition, we also do uh, advisory services. So we are uh, working with one of the multilateral, bilateral client. Uh, and one of the use cases which we are discussing with them is uh, how can we use uh, 
new technologies like let's say blockchain internet of things uh, ai and machine learning in uh, most difficult circumstances like uh, disaster management so how does disaster management actually uh, uh from a manual to semi automatic to more latest advanced technologies how it, these processes can be optimized and in such cases we start looking at uh, disaster management like an operations management exercise like a supply chain management exercise and start putting together use cases for technologies like blockchain iot ai ml etc to make sure that uh, uh, we are able to optimize uh, every bits and pieces of the operations management cycle that we have uh this study actually uh gives a framework uh, which uh, can help people uh, uh apply these frameworks in their cities in their districts identifying the processes uh where these new technologies can be integrated cut the costs of operations make them more effective uh make them more trustable accountable uh the leakages are less and uh, the efficiency level goes higher so Uh, we are uh, currently scoping out this study for one of our clients uh similarly we also uh did another uh, advisory service uh, for one of our client which is a corporate social responsibility of a major technology company in india uh where we more advised them in terms of uh, streamlining one of their uh, uh csr programs so they have been working in uh, Uh, a city in ncr and uh, helping uh, uh improve solid and liquid waste management in the cities so with the cooperation of people uh we have tried to structure a competition called as clean community challenge where we uh look at how communities can be made more sustainable through a competitive approach so we designed a framework for them uh, which can help them uh, understand what could be the possible areas in which uh, neighborhood should work this includes sanitation this includes sustainability this includes operational efficiency in service delivery this includes uh, inclusiveness of uh, let us say women child old uh, disabled communities and so on and uh, this also includes institutionalization uh, uh, taking uh, uh, adequate measures for welfare of their workers staff sanitary workers and so on and uh, we designed a framework which uh, uh, looked at holistic neighborhood so if we want to grow a ideal neighborhood then what all good features it should have and developed a self assessment framework for them to evaluate uh, where do they stack and then accordingly uh, they could assess that what could be the possible areas of for their improvement and uh, on a year on year basis they can start improving taking up those measures and start improving the quality of life in their neighborhoods so as a city uh, there are multiple states at which we operate we operate at a regional at a city and at neighborhood level and uh, help them put together decisions which can uh, be effective at policy level or some of them at program level or implementation level so that's largely uh, what we do our sole objective is to make cities better and uh, uh we work across various sectors sub sectors ranging from buildings energy efficiency uh waste management utilities transportation etc and look at uh, various types of innovations which can happen these innovations could be product based innovations 
uh, either tech products or startup products. These could be process-based innovations where you change the government way of working in a certain way and uh, do a process engineering. It could be citizen innovation where you look at innovative ways of involving citizens and also the business model innovation where you start looking at what could be the possible areas through which you can get funding and uh, you can improve uh, the funding uh, mechanisms, uh, make it sense sustainable and so on. So that's largely what we do and um, I'd be really happy to uh, take up following questions uh, from the audience on any of the areas uh, uh, which I've spoken about or anything related to innovation and cities and the role of architectural community in this. So there I'd like to give it a pause and uh, hand it over uh, back to Benita. Yes. Thank you so much, Architect Ham Khandelwal, for, for the insightful and, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Architect Ram Khandelwal, for the insightful and absolutely meaningful, uh, you know, a little sneak peek into what goes in, you know, as I said, these events and such speeches from such architects like you actually, you know, broadens our horizons and helps us to think in many more different directions that we could possibly not even imagine for that matter. Uh, repeating myself again, if anybody has any questions, please feel free to email them to us at iidasummit, that is idasummit at gmail.com. And definitely we will try to give you a prompt response uh, by architect Ram himself. Yeah, so that's about it. But thank you so much, architect Ram, uh, for joining us, for the beautiful speech that you gave us and for the most, for most insightful and beautiful perspective that you gave us about architecture into affecting people's lives and how it can actually improve people's lives above everything and work towards humanity. Uh, so with that note, uh, I would like to uh, state that uh, we can now, uh, we have come to the end of this session for our IDA Summit 2.0 and I would request all, all my audience that now you can actually go ahead, take a break, you know, revive yourself for a very great another uh, round of sessions that are going to be coming up soon. So you can absolutely break off, have some nutritious lunch or maybe just, you know, take a chill in the networking lounge and network your way through. But with that, let's see, I, be, I really hope to see each one of you again in the next session. Thank you.